Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. No is a complete sentence. It does not require justification or explanation. Amy Fowler Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in between. I hope you're having a good day and the day you deserve. This is Stuart and welcome back to the podcast. We're talking about interpersonal development, self-help, fitness, mental health, accountability, and our wellness. I'm your host. Hey, it's Stuart. Today, we are diving into a topic that I guess will resonate with a lot of us, um, especially me, a recovering people pleaser. It often leaves us feeling conflicted, drained, and frankly, a bit lost. The topic is the art of saying no. Because in a world that glorifies busyness, overcommitment, and the perpetual yes, it's no surprise that many of us find ourselves stretched thin, um, wanting, needing a moment of peace, a breath of freedom, and yet when we even receive this moment, we can't appreciate it. Just a chance to engage in what truly matters with ourselves. We're stressed. But here's the kicker, reclaiming that time, that energy, that freedom, it starts with a very powerful word. No. So this is inspired by the insightful work of Damon Zaariades from his book on the art of saying no, how to stand your ground and reclaim your energy. But this isn't just a conversation. It's a call to action, a guide designed to equip us with understandings, the tools, and the confidence to set boundaries that would honor your well-being, your goals, and (laughs) your personal sanity, I guess. Why can saying no be so challenging? What are the underpinnings of guilt that would be associated with it, and what are the steps, I want to say, to, let's say, claim 
this tool, while maintaining healthy, respectful relationships in both our personal and professional lives. You know, I encourage you, dear listener, right now to reflect on your own experiences with saying no, or not saying it, enough. How has it impacted your life, your work, your relationships? What fears or beliefs hold you back from asserting your boundaries? This is kind of what I'd like to tackle with these questions. You know, shed a bit of light, embracing the art of saying no, and how it can essentially transform our perspective on our day-to-day lives. Now, before we dive in, I would like to have some house rules. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. If you do see your indicators blinking, I don't know what that means. I can basically drive from A to B. I know nothing about a car. But I want to take a moment to ask for your support. If you find any value in this conversation today, please like, comment, subscribe, review this podcast on whatever streaming platform you're currently tuning in from. Hit that notification button and stay updated with the latest episodes. Your engagement not only fuels this community, but helps others find and discover these resources, helps and find other podcasts situated in this niche, in this mentality of wellness, navigating through life's complexities. So, without further ado, let's step into the world of boundaries, empowerment, and saying no. No. No, 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 no. No. Sorry. So, if I was to give a brief synopsis about this book, the concept of no holds immense power in its simplicity, in its boundary, its statement, and the times, an act of profound self-respect. What Damon goes into and explores in this topic, he highlights how saying no is not just a refusal, but an assertion of control over one's life and choices. He would argue that the ability to say no is critical in managing your own energy, focus, and commitments more effectively. And with commitments, yes, definitely. A pivotal aspect of understanding the power of no is recognizing its role in self-preservation and personal integrity. Many of us fear of the, I guess, the repercussions of saying no being rebuffed then future down the line, worried about disappointing others or missing out on opportunities. However, the act is transformative and freeing from a waste of external expectations and allowing us to prioritize what truly matters. If I can read one of the anecdotes, it's Warren Buffett. The difference between successful people and really successful people is that the really successful people say no to almost everything. I guess this philosophy you know, kind of underscores the importance of focus and prioritization, demonstrating that saying no is often a path of profound achievement and personal fulfillment. And when it comes to fulfillment, there is limits onto how much we can actually do. So recognizing and accepting our limits is crucial for personal and professional growth. It's about understanding what allows us to make informed decisions and where best to invest our time and energy And Damon goes on to stress the importance of self-awareness in setting these boundaries, encouraging readers to regularly reflect on their capabilities and values. So already segueing and deviating, but I want to announce something that could come into um, prospect with saying no. So I will be attempting the 75 hard challenge now. This challenge is not so much a fitness challenge, but a transformative mental toughness program. 
It was created by Andy Fursala, who is a podcaster and a CEO of the supplement First Form. Now, now within this, I am setting myself certain boundaries and goals and tasks that I need to complete every week. Within that, there is going to be a time frame. There are several reasons why I'm doing this for my own physical, mental well-being. But the biggest no I'm going to have to face through all of this is the no to myself. Trying to redevelop that self-respect and integrity that somehow slipped away from me over the last year. And it's interesting and at points not demoralizing but slightly obsessing to say that it didn't just vanish in the blink of an eye where I would compromise on everything just for the sake of pain and pleasure. It's almost like it just walked away from me and I could see it and I would not try to catch up. So on the 3rd of the 3rd, 2024, I will be starting the 75 hard program probably as this podcast comes out. So that will be interesting. If you do see this, I will put up a cheeky first day picture up on the IG. Go over and check it out. Furthermore, if you would like to join me in doing the 75-day hard challenge, here's how it goes. So for 75 consecutive days, you have to follow a diet. And while it can be of your choosing, this diet must be structured in an easing plan with the goal of physical improvement. There is no alcohol or meals outside of your chosen diet allowed. Complete two 45-minute workouts, one which is going to be outdoors, one indoors. Well, actually, I assume the other one is indoors. I'm just reading one which is outdoors. So you could have your two out. Take a progress picture. Drink a gallon of water. Read 10 pages of a book. And the purpose, Frisella would say, is you will be tempted to try and change things a little to suit you and your special lifestyle. But that right there is the root of temptation of every problem in your life. Now, I don't know how much I claim that to be gospel, but I do know that the subconscious mind does work in very, very strategic ways to undermine our willpower. But I will say, if it wasn't for the 75-day hard challenge, I wouldn't have realized how little water I've actually been drinking. So the fact I need a program in order to just drink the average amount is diabolical to me. And again, it comes down to our subconscious, our everyday lives, and I guess self-awareness and the practices we should have are like regular self-reflections, allocating time to contemplate our experiences, our emotions, our day, how we feel, the responses that help us understand our true limits and how they align with our deeper values. And then a, a feedback loop, seeking and reflecting on the feedback from maybe trusted peers or mentors that can provide external perspectives on our limits, helping us see that we might be overextending ourselves. I find my feedback loop comes in the form of whenever I visit family, they're like, Stuart, you look very tired. Stuart, have you slept? To be fair, my pace, pace, my face has a perpetual I have not slept look on it. Now, another part of knowing when to say no is knowing how to embrace and understand your limits. In The Art of Saying No, Damon delves into the nuanced understanding of personal boundaries and limits which are vital for anyone looking to cultivate a life of purpose, productivity, and peace. 
like the book would emphasize that recognizing your limits, your own ones, isn't a sign of weakness, but a profound acknowledgement of personal strength and areas of growth. Self-knowledge is a power. You know, if you were to think about the understanding of your own capabilities, your interests and your values as the cornerstone of personal integrity, this knowledge enables you to make decisions aligned with your true selves and values rather than just attempting to meet external expectations. Like limits could be a compass, really, rather than view. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com your limits as constraints encourage you to see them as your north star your guiding light i can put this much time passion friendship energy and i can exceed it by this much i am drained after so long and i am emotionally depleted because i cannot do all of this something i like to emphasize and say is you can't fill from an empty cup and probably the most selfish and selfish, selfless thing you can do is look after your own health. It might be interesting, but I've found that knowing my own personal boundaries has helped me communicate more effectively and compassionately with other people. Even though I am trying to make a career out of speaking into a microphone, I'd like to clarify that clarity, I guess, clarify that clarity. Clarity and directness. Being direct and clear when saying no. Ambiguity can lead to misleading and false expectations. Don't flower your reasonings. A straightforward no delivered with respect is often more appreciated than a yes that leads to um, resentment and failure to deliver. Empathy and understanding, you know, while clarity is crucial, so is empathy. You know, you need to acknowledge that your requester needs something or is feeling a certain way. And while you're communicating, no, try and help maintain the relationship or the friendship by literally empathizing with them. A rebuff is a rebuff. No if, buts, or coconuts. We've talked about this on previous podcasts as well, in previous seasons actually. Offer alternatives, like when possible or appropriate, maybe offering an alternative can soften the impact of a no. It shows that you have considered the request seriously and are not fully rejecting it out of hand. Hi, sorry, I'm unable to do it now. Can we try to do it XYZ? I unfortunately have too much work going on right now. I can't take on any more projects. 
I'm actually quite tired and emotionally drained. Maybe we could meet up and go for coffee next week. I do want to emphasize that if you want to cultivate or keep a relationship, understand how to give time to those people in a respectful is probably one of the most powerful tools you can do to be compassionate. And on the other side of that coin, if there are relationships you do not wish to cultivate or keep, a simple no is totally sufficient. But saying no does require practice. Encourage yourself to, you know, start smaller, maybe less consequential no's. And build confidence before tackling more significant requests. Something that Damon does delve into in the book is setting boundaries without guilt. You know, one of the most challenging aspects I've ever had is setting a boundary. Saying no is dealing with the guilt that often accompanies it. So if you were to talk about what is the source of guilt, find out where the guilt often stems from, a misplaced sense of responsibility towards others, you know, feelings or needs. Recognize that you are not responsible for how others react to your boundaries, and that is crucial. Affirm your right to say no. The book does so well is it reinforces the idea that saying no is a fundamental right and not a privilege. Remind yourself that your time, your energy, and your resources are yours to allocate. Yes, it can help mitigate the feelings of guilt, but it also reinforces the fact that you have a choice in every scenario. Reframe your perspective instead of viewing, you know, you, instead of, I was about to say viewing your no, you know, but viewing your no as denial or rejection. I would suggest reframe this as a commitment to your well-being and your priorities. This shift is a perspective that can help alleviate guilt and reinforce a positive aspect of setting boundaries. Seeking support. Yourself with people who understand and respect your right to say no can provide a supportive framework for setting boundaries without guilt. These are the key takeaways that I got from this book, understanding where my source of guilt has come from, affirm my right, reframe my perspective, and seeking support. But how do you navigate through your personal boundaries? If I was to divide this into professional and personal, it would be your tasks, you know, the core understanding of your responsibilities and goals at work, and say no because, you know, necessary when requests conflict with your primary objectives, you know, everything gets overwhelming. Your capacity to perform effectively could be hindered. Professionalism in refusal. Have you ever said no to your boss? How did, how did you do that? Genuine question. From me to you, because I could never say no to my boss. I could never say no to any of my managers. I could never say no to the director of a company. I could never say no to a supervisor, to my director on film, in theater. Whatever they wanted, it was more or less a case of, Stuart, jump. How high do you need me to? And that's because I never set personal and professional boundaries. Now, there is a way to provide a clear justification for your refusal that doesn't underscore your commitment to your main duties or the organization or the mentor, director, or manager, and could lead to better success within the division, the group, the office space, because you've shown that you are committed to your primary tasks. 
But similar to offering alternatives in personal situations, you know, finding compromise or alternative solutions in professional scenarios can help mitigate the impact of a refusal. The approach demonstrates you know, your willingness to collaborate and find mutual beneficial outcomes. One of the hardest things in, <laughs> in life or working life is having a cohesive business setting, isn't it? There's always something going on. There's always some fires to put out. There's always a deadline that's got pushed up. But upon all this, navigating through personal boundaries, like what is the personal growth for saying no? You know, self-discovery. Saying no can be a very powerful tool, forcing you to confront and clarify your values, desires, and limits. Like these moments of refusal often lead to greater self-awareness and personal clarity, and it builds your self-esteem. I mean, each time you can successfully assert a boundary to reinforce your sense of self-worth, it points out that the act of saying no can bolster your confidence, judgment, and capabilities. Because enhancing relationships and, paradoxically, yeah, the ability to say no can lead to healthier, more authentic relationships. I would argue that the boundaries allow for deeper connections to build mutual respect, understanding, rather than resentment and one-sidedness. But ultimately, the practice of saying no is about aligning your life with your true self. I would want you to understand that saying no to what doesn't fit or serve you frees up space and energy for what truly matters, leading to a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. I, I hope that makes sense. Because clear communication with others, be it in a personal or professional setting, to understand your priorities, your boundaries, and your limits, reducing the likelihood of them overstepping misunderstanding and then by consistently respecting your own boundaries and those of others you have set a precedent for your relationships now before we bring this episode to a close i want to take a moment to reflect on the ground we have covered here today in saying no it's a small act that carries a profound implication for our lives it's about more than just rejecting a request or declining an invitation it's a declaration of self-worth and commitment through the art of saying no by mr damon zaritz and the insights we've explored today it's clear that mastering the art of saying no is not just beneficial it's essential to your mental health your personal growth and your ability to foster meaningful connections with others it's about reclaiming your time your energy, and ultimately, shaping your life. Remember, saying no doesn't make you selfish, unkind, or uncooperative. On the contrary, it enables you to engage more, passionately, authentically, in the commitments and relationships that you choose to embrace. By setting boundaries, you not only honor your own needs and limits, but encourage others to recognize and respect theirs. If you enjoyed the conversation today, and it resonated with you, it sparked a thought, a feeling, or even a small shift in your view on the right of saying no, I ask you, please maybe like, comment, share, subscribe, review this show on whatever streaming platform you are listening to this podcast, share the episode with someone who might need to hear this message, and let's continue to build this community of support, understanding, and empowerment. 
And so, as I say goodbye, remember your voice, your needs, and your boundaries matter. Never hesitate to stand your ground and reclaim your energy. The world needs what only you can offer. And saying no is a vital part of ensuring that you can give your best. Okay? So, I wish you a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, friends, enemies, lovers. I hope you have a good day, and the day you deserve. Let's chat soon, okay? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.